Hi everyone, before we dive into this episode, I just want you to know that I did most of this research back at the beginning of February. I obviously had no idea back then how incredibly relevant and topical the idea of grocery stores and fair pricing would be um, back then, but I certainly hope that this information remains relevant and I certainly hope that you guys get a lot out of this experience. I am filming on March 30th. Um, that's today, but I did this research back at the beginning of February. So hopefully you guys are able to understand where I'm coming from. Obviously the situation is very different, but as always, I'm committed to getting you guys the best information possible. My name is Natalie Nation and I've been social distancing, sheltering in place for the last two weeks and in the process of figuring out the details of filming this video, I decided, well, why do I have to sit up against the bookshelf and not move? I can sit wherever I want, right? And that sort of translated to laying on my stomach on the floor. So that's where we're at right now. So as I said in the little pre-intro, this was actually research done at the beginning of February, way, way back before all of this coronavirus um, stuff became very urgent in the US and affected lifestyles and people's day-to-day -day so much. However, it is still pretty relevant. So this idea was born from the last, um, really the last podcast I did about kind of grocery shopping back last fall, where I went to several different grocery stores around the Twin Cities and basically just had the grocery list, walked around, looked at prices for everything, and then compared the total cost of individual items and the cost of the entire list to all the other stores, figuring out which stores were the least expensive, which were the most expensive, talking about why, talking about details, talking about, you know, demographics, socioeconomic status, all that good stuff. So this is a continuation of that. And I decided specifically that I wanted to talk about price differences and explore price differences between individual stores. Specifically, the same chain, but different locations in a similar geographic area. So I chose Minneapolis, I chose Target. There are five Targets in Minneapolis. And I vlogged a little bit in the research process, so you'll get to see a little bit of that right now. Okay, we've arrived at Target number one. This is Target Lake Street. And I'm here with Paul. Hi. And we're gonna go in and very discreetly walk around and look at the prices of the items I've chosen and I'll write them down and then we'll leave. So we're not actually buying anything at any of these stores because we don't need five of every single item and it wouldn't be very economical of us. But we're gonna look at the prices, write them down and then leave the store, head to the others and rinse repeat. Also just wanted to say that in this really interesting time we live in, it is more relevant than ever that any sort of price gauging very loud truck over there but it's fine because I'm just happy to be outside um, it is so much more important than ever to know that price gouging of any kind is illegal and if you're noticing that your grocery stores are charging significantly more than they should be for items that should not be overcharged as in any item then you have the right to report that and I will leave a link below with more information and a reporting link if that is something relevant to you so in the process of making my grocery list, I sort of struggled with how much to put on the list, what kind of items, um, how many, how specific should I be, 
and I sort of came up with this list which I will pop up here so that you guys can see it and basically it's nine different items in a variety of different food categories so we have some fresh produce we have some bread we have some canned goods dry goods so forth and so on and I also made a point to specifically be looking at Target in-house brands. So that was Market Pantry, Archer Farms, and Good and Gather. All right, we're in front of the bookshelf. Time to get down to business. So I'll pop up on the screen the sort of raw data of the price collection from the different stores. You'll see that there were five different stores that identified. I kind of just gave them nicknames based on how we as Minnesotans know them. So we know there's Target down on Lake Street or in the Longfellow neighborhood. We have Target Uptown, Target Downtown, Target in the Quarry, and we have the Target Express at UMN. Now right away we notice that there are price differences between a few different items, but let's go right down to the bottom of this graphic and look at the prices in and the difference in prices between the total list amounts. So we see that Target Lake Street of the five stores is the least expensive. We have $30.47 versus the most expensive Target list was from Target Uptown, which was $32.31. That is nearly a $2 difference in terms of price, which might not seem like a lot, but it can add up. I mean, my husband and I, when we grocery shop, we might spend $70 on um, a usual grocery run for the two of us in a week. And so if that same difference was applied, that might be like $4 difference. So $4 times 52 weeks of the year, that's $200 that potentially we could be spending when we don't have to. For a family of four, that could be, you know, four or five hundred dollars that they could be spending that they don't have to and certainly for a college student even one hundred dollars a year um, spending on groceries when they don't have to could potentially make a big difference we know hundred dollars that's a textbook that's maybe a phone bill two three phone bills that could be Wi-Fi that could be really anything so definitely something to keep in mind um, that even though some of these differences don't seem very large, some people, to some people, even a $2 difference per week could be really huge. So we noticed that Target Lake Street, the cheapest, Target Uptown, the most expensive, and then the other three stores, Downtown, Quarry, and UMN, all fall somewhere between those two prices, somewhere in the $31 range. I was expecting to see differences, to be completely honest. I think I was honestly expecting to see a wider variety in differences of total list price, but honestly, the list prices are similar, but what really gets me is the individual items that have a different cost per amount. So let's look at a couple of examples. So we see, um, let's look at even the first thing on the list, a one pound box of spaghetti noodles. These are obviously the market pantry spaghetti noodles, just your total, totally average pasta, one pound. And we see for three of the stores, Target Lake Street, Target Downtown, and Target Quarry, a box of pasta costs 99 cents. This is pretty standard. I would say a pantry staple like this is going to be one of the least expensive things you can buy in terms of groceries. But then let's look at Target Uptown, where that exact same box of pasta turns out to be $1.69. That is a 70 cent difference. That's a lot. That's like, you can almost get like two boxes of pasta for the price of one. Isn't that like, 
I think that's crazy. And then looking at Target Express, we see that that same box of pasta that again was 99 cents at those other three stores and 169 in Uptown is 90 cents at Target Express. So actually students shopping at Target Express and there are quite a few students shopping at Target Express at on the UMN campus, they're gonna be paying a little bit less for pasta. But as we move down the list, um, the jar of pasta sauce, the prices didn't vary very much. The price differences you're seeing in the pasta sauce jars have to do with some stores having a bigger average largest jar size than others. Some stores had a 45 ounce jar. Some stores only had, I believe, a 24 or a 30 ounce jar as their largest size. So something to keep in mind. The take and bake garlic bread versus ciabatta. I believe the garlic bread at every single store was the standard $3.99. And then the ciabatta bread, which I only looked for if the store didn't have garlic bread, was $2.99. The difference in spinach price between the stores honestly surprised me. And some of the stores were having sales. So where we're seeing the $1.49 for spinach at Lake Street, that store was having a sale on spinach. However, I think that store, if I remember correctly, was also out of spinach. Versus looking at some of the other stores, we're seeing $3.49, $3.99, $2.99. Like, that's a pretty big difference when you're looking for a bag of spinach. That's a dollar or more in different prices. Moving down, honestly, the bag of apples um, shocked me a lot. So looking at these prices across the board, we're seeing $3.99, for Lake Street downtown and the quarry, but then at Target Uptown and at Target Express UMN, one bag of apples was $5.59. That is almost $6 for a bag of apples. That's a lot of money. And if you can afford that, that's great. If you can't afford it, I feel ya. And even if you're somewhere in the middle where you can, but it's kind of a lot, that sucks because maybe you're choosing between buying apples and buying something maybe less nutritious, but that's going to fill you up when you're hungry. And honestly, it makes me the most mad that Target Express UMN is one of these places that has really expensive apples because apples are a really great, nutritious, portable option for college students looking to add fruit into their day or into their diet. And why on earth should it cost college students significantly more just because that's where they live. Like, that's kind of ridiculous. But we're moving down the list. Paper towels actually were pretty solid across the board, $8.99 for a six pack of up and up paper towels. However, at Target Express UMN, they were $9.39. Again, we see that price increase for a store that's on a college campus. And that is really interesting to me. The seventh item on the list, this can of corn, it was just one can of whole corn market pantry brand. I didn't even look for the low sodium or anything. It's interesting to me that even a can of corn, again, a pantry staple like the pasta that was the first item on the list has a price difference. We see at Target Lake Street that it was 55 cents. Then it went 59 cents at Uptown, 69 cents for a can of corn at Downtown, and then back to 55 cents, 59 cents at the Quarry and Target Express UMN. Again, 14 cents might not seem like a lot to some people, but to the people that that 14 cents matters, it really matters. The one gallon of 1% milk, we looked for the, up, um, the Good & Gather brand of milk at every store because that's the Target brand. And we saw some price differences in that too. At Lake Street, it was $2.99 and the cheapest it was was Target Express UMN at $2.19. The final item on the list was the one pound of 85.15 ground beef. And we see the prices for this one were actually 
pretty steady um, as far as there wasn't a whole lot of difference. Target Lake Street was really the only store we saw any kind of price difference between the five. Um, four of the stores were $4.99 and then Lake Street was $4.79. This is so, this topic in general is so interesting to me and those of you who've been following Feed That Nation for a while know how passionate I am about food insecurity, especially when it relates to college students and universities taking action to protect and help their students. And honestly, I believe that college students are some of the most financially vulnerable people out there. We see college students being unable to work enough hours and get paid enough to, at the hours they're working, to be able to afford things like food sometimes. Or, you know, with food insecurity and financial insecurity, we also see housing insecurity. We see people who maybe have to make the choice between buying a textbook and having Wi-Fi. There's so many equity issues happening right now that I don't want to rant too much about that. I know personally I'm really tired of hearing about seeing COVID-19 content, but then also it's so important to be informed and to stay active in informing yourself given how rapidly the situation is changing. So I'm going to try not to veer too far into all of that right now just because I want this video to stay relevant after COVID-19 has passed and also... I think this content and learning about grocery stores and pricing and all of that is relevant no matter what. So I also, like I said before, looked up some information about the neighborhoods that each of these targets are in and sort of gathered some demographic information that along with some like personal knowledge and information that I have about college student situations hopefully can make a difference and hopefully can maybe shed some light on why exactly these targets have different prices and I've done so much thinking about this and I will kind of share my different trains of thought regarding what I've looked into, what I haven't looked into, and what I think where I think research still needs to be done. So I'll pop up a new graphic on the screen. You'll be seeing my sort of compilation of this demographic information that I've gathered. Obviously there's a lot more information out there than what is displayed here but I tried to gather sort of what I felt were the most important pieces. So we see that each of the targets resides in a particular neighborhood in Minneapolis, and I've also identified there are several neighborhoods that make up the main like communities or like regions in this city. Um, and this was based off a website that I will link below so you guys can uh, look at that if you want to by yourself. But we see that each of them is in their own neighborhood, that neighborhood is in a community. I also took the liberty of adding the address of each target, um, remembering these are all in Minneapolis. And then I looked at the total population of this area, the specific population percentage of people ages 18 to 24, which is the most common age for traditional college students, and then also looking at the median household income for each of these neighborhoods. And then at the bottom I have again just the total cost of the list, the grocery list, at each target. Now initially when I had planned to do all this research, I had some speculations about what I was going to see and why. And I wanted to share that with you after having shared the data and then kind of talking through what I had thought might happen and what actually happened and other ideas, I guess. So I had sort of speculated that maybe the cost of items in a Target was related to the median household income, the cost of living, the value or worth of a particular neighborhood. A more expensive, well-to-do neighborhood with a lot of people who earn a lot of money might have a Target that 
costs more because the people there are able to afford more and also property taxes and building rental or leasing is significantly more expensive in an area that has a higher cost of living, higher rental, property value, whatever else. So following that logic, it might have made sense that Target Downtown, which has the highest median household income, might have had the most expensive groceries, while Target Express, UMN, having the, le the smallest median household income would have the least expensive groceries. Obviously, we didn't see that pattern here. I had also thought transversely that in a lower income neighborhood, um, we know that statistically crime rates tend to be higher in lower income neighborhoods, and I'm not saying anything bad about people who are lower income. This is just, unfortunately, statistics we see for a number of reasons. And I had thought that maybe targets in lower income neighborhoods with higher crime rates might have to raise prices in stores to combat loss via theft or loss in that like loss prevention kind of idea. But if we were going to see that, then wouldn't Target Express UMN be the most expensive or perhaps Target Lake Street or the Quarry, the other two that have lower median incomes, but we didn't see that either. So I'm guessing it's probably somewhere in the middle. I'm guessing there are other factors that I'm not quite aware of. And really, I guess from a business perspective, you know, business owners, whether they be small business or large corporation owners need to make decisions that make fiscal sense for their business. And I support that, unfortunately, but I also definitely don't support making <laughs> fiscal decisions for your business that screw over your employees and your customers. So, you know, there also might be a component of the size, the physical size of the store and sort of what is offered in the store. For example, Target Express UMN has a smaller store space than say Target Lake Street or Target in the Quarry. They have the, they have a such smaller capacity for having items in their store and as such they might not be able to order items as inexpensively as a Target that has a larger floor space with more items that they can display at a time. So in that case if they can only order a case or two of a particular item instead of a pallet or two of a particular item it might cost them more to do so when they want to stock that item and thus so a store that's only able to order and store in their store, whether it's on the shelves or in the back, one or two cases of a particular item rather than one or two pallets full of cases of that item, might have to charge slightly more to justify keeping that item in stock for their customers. There's also an element of business that kind of comes in when you have certain items that you keep in your store that you sell to people that might not turn you a profit, but it's the item that gets people into the store. So an item like toilet paper, for example, you might definitely go to Target because you're out of toilet paper. However, <laughs> you might go to Target for toilet paper and then walk out with the toilet paper, a chocolate bar, a yoga mat, and new headphones because the toilet paper got you in the store and then Target sells a whole bunch of other cool stuff again, a store that maybe sells a higher volume of these items that don't turn a profit might have to charge slightly more for the same items to end up turning that profit. So in a case like Target Express UMN, the majority of the items that they sell are probably going to be grocery items and household goods like 
toilet paper or paper towels. So therefore it kind of might make sense that they would charge more for those items because they're not selling as many items that would turn them a profit in other ways. Like they're probably not selling a ton of Xboxes if they even, th you get what I mean. Again, these business practices make sense. Unfortunately, it also means that students at shopping at Uptown and shopping at Express UMN are ch being charged more for basic items like a bag of apples. And we sort of have to think about, is this equitable? Is this just? What can we do about this? And are there ways that we can get college students and really everyone, but I'm talking specifically about college students, can we get college students access to affordable groceries? Thank you so much for watching. I had a lot of fun doing the research for this, putting together my thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts. Do you notice at different grocery stores in your area that one Target costs more than another? Do you notice this in Walmart? Do you notice this in Whole Foods? There's definitely so many different directions that I'm super curious to explore following my, what I've learned from learning about Target. Leave me a comment down below if you're listening on a podcast platform. Leave me a review, leave me a five-star rating. Definitely go ahead and subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, whatever the heck it is. Definitely follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation. I've got recipes, adventure blogs, and a bunch of cool stuff on my website, FeedThatNation.com. And I'm super excited to jump into this topic and start a conversation with you. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're watching Feed That Nation. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.